Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is Fightful Wrestling. It is February 11th, 2022. We are here to talk SmackDown. We're here to talk Rampage. And we're here to talk it with Kate. Kate, how you doing? Well, I'm doing well, Sean, because... When it comes to Rampage, I was there, baby! Um, and I'm just doing well. Otherwise, it was gorgeous in the Northeast today. I went to the coffee shop. I got some work done. And then I forgot my charger, so I came back home. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bigger deflating feeling than like reaching into your bag and being like, oh. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. How are you, Sean? I'm good. This show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. Uh, I'll go ahead and get the plugs out of the way, guys. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. We have a UFC 271 watch-along for the co-main event and main event fights. Whitaker versus Adesanya 2. That is Saturday night. This past week, I uh, drove out to Cynthiana, Kentucky to interview Larry D., former Impact Wrestling star, about why he left Impact Wrestling. Uh, did a great interview at his uh, future wrestling-themed bar, which is going to be really rad. I'm so excited for that. Uh, and then I dropped an interview with AJ Styles today where he talked about everything about what he has in common with Vince McMahon to Dixie Carter flying him to Nashville to see her personal hairstylist. Check those interviews out. Of course, check all the Fightful Overbooked stuff out as well. There's just so much going on at Fightful and Fightful Select Today, not only did I break the news of what was going to happen on tonight's show, I've already got the rundowns for next week's show and uh, what they set up at the end of this evening's program. 
Oh, this was a fun night of wrestling. I got to say, I really enjoyed wrestling tonight. It felt every bit of the three hours, but I had fun, Kate. I had some fun. And then the th- it's it's tricky because I don't want to get into the same rut of every week saying the in-ring stuff was good, but some of the stories are suspect. Like, it gets old saying that, but some of the in-ring was real fun. Uh, and some of the stories are still suspect, but... But for the most part, some some good things that happened. And then uh, Rampage was really fun. We've got, obviously, a very, very big debut to talk about there, which is so exciting. Uh, I'm a, a New Japan nerd, so I was very excited to see Jay White show up, both in the video package for the Wednesday taping and then in person was really, really fun. And saw him at the casino at the Tropicana after. <laughs> Guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Please leave us a thumbs up. It helps us so, so much. You can get your super chats or in on the dollar sign at the bottom of youtube.com slash Fightful, that little chat area. You can go to humperchats.com and that allows you to leave a question or statement that we'll read on the air. You can leave it even before we go on the air uh, with any show like Chris Rains did who said, good luck to your Bengals, Sean. I'm rooting for them as am I, my friend. Ryan Sullivan says, we need an over-under on how many times Kate says, I was there tonight. Let's kill that bit, please. No. Yes. Yes. Why? Are you? Is it because you're jealous? You're jealous. No, I'm not. Actually. So jealous. I'm not, actually. <laughs> Rainsy says, I'd be okay if Jericho never did commentary again. And Ricardo says, I yelled, shut up, Jericho, several times tonight. He's got to go. He interrupted Hook. It's not his strong suit, I don't think. I did pop when he said that the ass boys were being thrown around like ass dolls. That made me laugh very hard. Uh, It worked better, I think, in the pandemic because we needed that energy so bad. And I think it's so much better when he's a heel doing it. It's a little frustrating because sometimes when he leans into certain insights, they're great. But he does that too rarely. (laughs) Like If he just kind of stayed on that track, I think it would be better. But... It just is also unnecessary. There's so many great commentators uh, in AEW. I don't think they need Jericho. I would not be angry if Samoa Joe replaced him at some sure. point. That would make me very happy because he's just unbelievable. On well, they, yeah, they got so many. They everything. have so many different good commentators there. Yeah, and I just so many. They don't need Ricky Starks there either. Like they could just have Taz yeah. and, and Excalibur or Taz and Shivani. Like it's fine. We've got Van Twinblade saying good luck to 80s new wave band, The Buggles. I think you mean The Bungles. or not, is it the, who, who gives a shit? <laughs> says at the Superb Owl Sunday. Well, uh, R26 says was live in AC for Dynamite and Rampage. It was my first live AEW show and first live wrestling show since the 2018 Rumble. Good Lord, did they give us a great show. The only thing the live crowd didn't get into at all was the Serena Deeb segment. Well, that only took a minute, so I think they'll be all right. But... Uh, the tag team match, Rapongi Vice versus the Young Bucks. Boy, this gave me, this reminded me of the chemistry these two teams have. And sometimes I forget exactly how good the Young Bucks are in the ring, Kate. And then all of a sudden I see them and I go, oh yeah, they're capable of all this amazing stuff. Like sometimes when I don't see them in the ring every week, I'm like, oh yeah, they can take that German suplex that turns them inside out from the top rope and land it perfectly. I thought this match kicked ass. Van Twinblade says Rapongi Vice versus the Bucks 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> we got a Danhausen appearance because Orange Cassidy rolled underneath the ring. They tried to pull him out, and there was Danhausen. I like that he curses people and it works, but it's not because of him doing anything. It's just that that very eerie, like the George Animal Steel type of pose or or the Gold Dust pose, uh, where it takes them off guard. They're like, "What are you doing?" And then they get hit. Kate, what do you think of this match? I really liked this match. It was fun to watch back because I was there. But sincerely, with the tag team matches, especially, I find it um, better to to watch back because you just catch so many more nuances. One thing I really appreciate about the Young Bucks is just how different the two of them are for each other. But they they work like they grew up together. So I just find that each of them have such different strengths. Matt Jackson's selling is so great, and then Nick Jackson just like executionally in the ring. I feel it's just so, so strong. I've loved his singles matches. We've talked about them at length, but this was great. Um, Rapungi Vice is, is great. And the all of the after shenanigans I was a fan of. Even Danhausen, like, I figured it was coming, but I didn't care. Yeah. It's, it's still so much fun when he shows up. And then, you know, that's what's so much fun when you acknowledge the ecosystem outside of yourself. Um like there's so many stories for Jay White just to walk into and he doesn't have to go too long with any of them because he is still signed to New Japan as far as I know, right? So he can just be there, work a couple programs and and head back or whatever. So it's just nice because they he has such extensive history. It's it always makes it really fun when people walk into that situation just like Kyle O'Reilly did, etc. So really fun opener. I love when they open with these really high energy tag matches. It's just in after in. i mean you went from i would imagine you went from what hangman page and archer to that and they had to reassemble the ring don't forget because they <laughs> had undone that top rope so it was yeah. like they had to reassemble the ring entirely and then yeah you just saw a hangman your champion get stabbed in the head with a fork uh so <laughs> and the whole two hours of dynamite was so hot the whole time like the tag match with Punk and Mox versus FTR was such a great match. All of the opening stuff, waiting for the debut. Like, it was so pedal to the metal that it was kind of like you kind of needed that downtime. And then it, it did pick right back up with this. And that's what's fun about Rampage. It being an hour is just like a little appetizer. So a lot of fun. I love this. Switchblade Jay White came out and hit. I don't know if it's still called the Blade Runner. I you know, That's why I call it. So. Yeah. That, which, hey, by the way, guys, check out Making a Finisher with Switchblade Jay White in the archives where we talk about the Blade Runner and Sharp Sensations, which are those nifty little Gary Goodridge downward elbows that he does. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Tacey says, Jay White and Dan Housen are two of my favorite wrestlers. Absolutely insane to see both involved in the same match. Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing Jay White recently. It was it was a talk. It It was a talk that happened. For sure. And I enjoy his work. I really, really love his work. He's such a star. He, he's in incredible condition. And uh, people saying, oh, well, what's the status with New Japan? He's booked for New Japan shows. And I think it's pretty rad that Tony Khan can be like, hey, I kind of misspoke the other night on Twitter. Can you send Jay White to our <laughs> show? And they're like, yeah, sure. probably Rocky. Rocky's probably like, yeah, but book me. 
And then <laughs> he do it. Too, Rocky Romero, you got to give that guy so much credit. I don't know for a fact that this is how it got set up, but usually it is. Nine times out of ten when I ask somebody how someone from New Japan got booked here or how someone got booked at New Japan, it's Rocky Romero now. And it's just it's just outstanding. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. He has like eight um, I, jobs and is great at all of them. He's fantastic on commentary. He tends to book really well, in my opinion, and he's a great wrestler. Like, I I just have big Rocky Romero gal over here. But I have a very important Jay White question for you, Sean. Oh, what is that? Are you pro or anti beard? Um, I'm pro beard, obviously. Okay. Um, I mean, guys, hold on. Joel is saying, please do not spoil SmackDown results in the chat. WD's doing it themselves, Joel. Just so you know, uh, we will be talking about this. Uh, WWE just did it themselves. Uh, so we're probably going to talk about this at the end of the show. But do not spoil it in the chat until that happens. Um, oh, wow. Rocky said today on Wrestling Observer Live that TK talked to a number of people, including him. I should probably interview Rocky more. I should probably just... Yeah, I, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> Joel, <laughs> but, uh, we got Alicia saying, didn't watch SmackDown. All I care about is Jay White and Hook and Wrestle Vibe says Danhausen versus Boxhead Kip Sabian could be fun. So far, Danhausen hasn't needed to take a bump and that's great. Mark Losper says, is Jericho playing a character who sucks or is he genuinely lost his Damn. Damn. Mark yeah. says, I noticed you've gone at least whole, whole seven minutes without basking in the glory of Keith Lee. Doesn't matter that he wasn't on the show. It's unacceptable. He's also <laughs> calling his opening move the Uncle Phil Beal, and I'm here for it. Oh, I love it. I, I love that. that. Man. It's just well, like, it wasn't even noteworthy because we've been basking in his glory from Wednesday till now. It should just be like assumed. There's not really a need for us to say it, I feel. so. Oh, man. We got some matches set up for next week. Powerhouse Hobbs and Dante qualifying match for the ladder match. But then backstage, we got Brian Danielson and he's saying, Hey, hey, listen, I know that Moxley teamed with CM Punk, but I'm not mad about that. That's different. He's like, he likes to fight. That's okay. But CM Punk was a one night stand. I'm a long-term relationship. I love that approach. And even on our post show, we were like, Oh man, he's going to be mad. I like that. Like, they knew the audience would think that Brian Daniels was going to be going to be mad. This was filmed two days ago. It was filmed before we did our post show. They knew how the audience was going to react, and they they handled it well. Before we get to the the ass end of that promo, what would you think of the the approach to John Moxley? I really liked this. There's a big part of me that feels like this stable would sure be a nice counter to the foundation coming in. Like, that seems like a very natural thing if they're going to build out a Moxley, possibly Lee Moriarty Danielson thing. Feels like an, a natural fit would be for them to uh, fight a, a debuting foundation or something. But I really liked this. I think there's a natural inclination to want to see Danielson and Punk at some point. So I think people are... I know I at least am kind of, like, looking for excuses. They're guys with very few losses. They came in around the same time. They're obviously from the same era and they have such a storied history that I, everybody's looking for that match to happen. So I think they would, you you almost wanted him to be mad about this, but I love the way that this was handled. Um, 
I'm just, I'm so in love with this version of Danielson. Like, this has just been so fun. And everything he plays, every role he plays, he kills it. Crushes it. And everywhere he goes, like, ROH, WWE, he was successful with several gimmicks, despite their best efforts. And then this opening run out of AEW has been, of course, New Japan, but like, this opening AEW Danielson, I think because he is actually one of the best wrestlers in the world, it makes the smarminess of this so great. Um, and he's almost like in disbelief that anybody wouldn't want to tag with him a little bit. Like there's this nice cushiony arrogance there. And I've, I really liked that in his approach, but poor Tony Schiavone, man, just let him get through one interview without getting cut off. Yeah. That, that <laughs> but Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty pop up and, Matt Seidel's like, man, I, I do not appreciate you disrespecting me. And Danielson's like, whoa, I've got a great amount of respect for you. I'm sure you're a great coach, but I can provide Lee Moriarty something that you can't, violence. And Lee Moriarty's like, I'm right here. Talk to me, not to each other. And we set up a match for next week. And uh, I want to give the person credit on Twitter. I mean, it's it's in line with what a lot of us think, but it's Suit Williams. And he said, this is why the arguments against a big roster fall through. You get good, fresh matches without burning money matches or a ton of rematches. Right now, Moriarty within AEW is in like prospect mode, but it's still a match so many of us want to see. Then, two years down the line, they're going to run this back, and Moriarty is not going to be in prospect mode anymore, yeah. but they're going to have this footage to refer to. So they got this set up for Dynamite. I. Love it, Kate. Yeah, this is uh, for technical nerds like myself, and I think you a little bit. <laughs> this is kind of a dream match. Like seeing the two of them go at it, it'll be great. I I love Danielson versus Bowens. I've loved everything that he's done, but there's something really special about a Mount Rushmore level wrestler working with these younger dudes. I think it's going to be so exciting because they get made with stuff like this. This is important. This is what guys at Danielson's level should be doing on, on their way to championship. So I cannot wait for that match. I am salivating. <laughs> Eloquent says off topic that MLW dynasty turn was awesome. It was, it was fantastic. You all should go out of your way to see it. Dynasty was the group that featured um, quite honestly, three guys that people looked at and said, Oh, they're WWE guys, MJF, Alex Hammerstone, Richard holiday. A lot of people expected all three to end up in WWE or AEW one day, they have made an incredible investment in Alex Hammerstone. Richard Holiday has emerged now. They they remain together even though MJF left. And uh, Alicia Atut, of all people, hit Hammerstone in the balls, uh, solidified the turn, joined forces with Alicia Atut. Now, if we learned one thing from this, it's that members of the dynasty make out with women exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, I was like... Dynasty Fs, man. <laughs> they man. just devour faces over there in Dynasty. Uh, Hammerstone's the one that surprises me the most that didn't go to WWE because of his look, obviously. He's like, I this is going to sound snarky, but to me, he's like, if Hulk Hogan were really good, <laughs> look if Hulk Hogan also had a sick missile dropkick, uh, that's, that's kind of where Hammer falls to me, and that seems right in line with WWE, but Good for MLW. The longer that they have those two around, the better for them. And I I think Holiday has really, really grown over the past oh, year great. or so. Like, I feel like he was kind of 
lagging behind a little bit in some aspects, but has really, really started to emerge. So this was fun. I think it was overdue and necessary for MLW programming right now from what I've seen. So that's awesome. But yeah, they I, just eat faces of women. They're I did an interview that uh, with him that aired three weeks ago, guys. So check that out. Wrestle Vibe says Brian's probably going to wrestle Wheeler and Garcia too. I would say so. I was liking that Gabriel Kid uh, Daniel Garcia interaction on Twitter today and doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I interviewed Gabriel Kid and that's dropping on Tuesday or anything at all. Uh, mm. I'm just saying he called out FTR and Switchblade in my interview with him too. Nick oh. says the fact that Dan Housen is so over with only cursing people goes to show that yes, character work is great and gets over. Uh, the Danhausen phenomenon is one of my favorite things. Period. Just, it rules. Just, yeah. Britt Baker defeated Robin Renegade. Uh, I liked this match for several reasons. It went through the commercial break. Uh, I'm sure live, maybe it seemed a little longer than what many expected. But Robin has a twin who, by the way, tweeted oh, yeah. to promote this match and said, "Watch my twin lick some ass this Friday." And uh, the L and K are right next to each other on the keyboard. And it was not AEW blood and butts. In fact, uh, <laughs> it was a typo. But Robin Renegade is now a person who had a good showing against Dr. Britt Baker DND, the world champion. And when they bring her and her sister in, if they ever launch a tag team division, they can refer to that. I thought this was an effective match. Chris Rain says, loving the Brit Mercedes Jamie Hader story. Brit has two badass women fighting to each other to tear apart enemies for her. So Thunder Rosa tried to come out and make the save. Jamie Hader came out too. I was like, oh, we're jumping right into the Thunder Rosa thing. But no, 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 not yet. Thunder Rosa's got to get through somebody else. What'd you think of the match and the post match? I thought the match was pretty good. Um, you know, you can tell she's a little bit on the greener side, but that's to be expected. Credit to Ryan on the Mark Order podcast that I do Wednesdays. He also was there while we were there live. Thank you very much. Um, but he pointed out, because he watches Dark pretty, like, every week. He's very good about it. Um, he also noted that, like, they, the Renegade Twins are also the Mission Pro champion, so... He was kind of thinking that that would have been a really nice play into the story because it's Thunder Rosa's girls. And I now wish they had called that out and they didn't. Like, Britt could have been like, I'm beating up one of your girls because they've yeah. done that with Janae Kai. But match was serviceable. Post-match beatdown was fine. Um, yeah, this was this was perfectly decent for 10.30 on a Friday or whatever. Matt Reichel says, sign me up for Mercedes versus Jamie Hayter, who day, and says, I'm using NordVPN to save a little money tomorrow. Well, Matt, it's funny you mentioned that. We got that UFC 271 pay-per-view tomorrow. And I know a lot of you are like, oh, no, UFC increased their pay-per-view prices. And I'm not afraid of falling out in favor of the UFC because I don't cover it anymore. But you know what? If you want to buy that pay-per-view, you don't have to spend that much money. You can subscribe to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can get 70% off your plan and one additional month free. But you know what? You can browse uh, the web with uh, a variety of different countries. In fact, you can subscribe to BT Sport over in the UK and save a ton of money by watching that UFC pay-per-view tomorrow. So much you'll end up paying for like several months of NordVPN.com slash Fightful itself. Not only that... It protects yourself against unsecured Wi-Fi when you're traveling. You're touching your mic. Uh, 
<laughs> you no, can ask. Not. You you did that. That's the mic that's on right now. Your mic oh, is. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can access content from over 59 different countries by changing your virtual location with just one click. And it's the fastest VPN in the world. And you get a 30-day money-back guarantee if for some reason you don't like it. If for some reason you don't like browsing securely. If for some reason you don't like fast VPNs. And if for some reason you don't like saving money, well, they'll give you that money back and they'll let you spend more money by buying these pay-per-views normally. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I use it every single day of my life. Truly love the service. Check them out. Show them some love. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Chris Statlander. Holy shit, Kate. <laughs> did you, okay, did you watch the broadcast? I did. Okay. So Layla Hirsch is talking about how she came up, how she was adopted. And Chris Statlander says, and I quote, if this is how you behaved when you were a child, I'm not surprised your parents gave you up. Shit! You want to talk about mothers! <laughs> oh my god! That was, like, that was, that was, whoa. That is like the biggest mother related jab since you threatened to kill everybody's mother who... oh my god like okay i know they said a lot of other stuff and it was good it's just i can't think of anything else but that jesus yeah. christ it it's mother time <laughs> biological mother time damn bro uh this ruled i loved it i just love Yes, give me legit Layla and Chris Statlander. I just feel like that's a very strong statement for an alien to be making. <laughs> I mean, she's got no emotions. Jesus. I Christ. guess, but like, where are your parents? On a different planet, true. literally? That's true, Dang. that was great. Mark Losper <laughs> says, I guess they make baby faces differently off-world. I guess so. <laughs> Steven says, going to be at Dynamite in Nashville, and holy shit, Dana Moriarty, this is going to be insane. That's a good one to go to, my friend. Eloquence is Chris Statlander cold-blooded for that orphan line. <laughs> oh, man. It made me think of in Dodgeball when Average Joe's was playing the Girl Scouts and he goes, you're adopted. Your parents don't even love I you. think it was even more cold-hearted than that. It I, was. I do. Oh, uh, we got Darby and Sammy, or Darby versus Sammy, and then we got Wardlow versus Caster for Dynamite next week. I like those, too. Reese Power says, got my Dan Housen hook fix for the week. Can we talk how good Trent has looked since returning? That boy wants to go. So I'm not exactly sure what exactly, like what procedure he had, but to have any kind of neck injury and be back like that, man, he's so good. And they sold me a ticket a couple times on the finish, like with a strong zero. Yes. Yeah. He's great. Bukowski says, Sean, as it is the superb owl this weekend, Hereby announces his enemies go Rams, hoping for a freaking amazing game. Well, um, you know what? I'm gonna assume that you were adopted, and um, not, not only that, I'm gonna assume that your parents abandoned you, and it's no wonder, acting like that, that your parents left you in a dumpster. In a dumpster, wow. and you a dumpster went. diver found you. And and even then, the dumpster diver looked down and said, I don't know if it's worth it. This this kid's going to be a Rams fan. But they did it anyway, because that that fireman, 
was a Bengals fan, and we're good people, way better people than your parents. Holy crap. Who abandoned you. And they're Rams fans too, so they suck. And not only that, that was in St. Louis. They weren't even from L.A. That makes them even worse because they're Cardinals fans too. Because they did that years ago before the Rams even hit town. <laughs> Sucks to suck. You, were, you really wanted to reuse that line, and I'm proud of you. But Superb yeah. Owl made me laugh because it made me think of Lick-Ass and Kick-Ass. Yeah. <laughs> Some great Zero typos. F- or actually, Jay Luke says, Kate, I was there too. First AEW Live event. What an incredible experience. AEW is live. Dynamite was awesome and Rampage really fun too. That It looked like a fun-ass night. You may want the gimmick to die, but the chat doesn't. And if we're making money off of it, you could suck it, Sean. But <laughs> I will say, if you have the chance to go to an AEW Live show, there's a reason I went to like 100 um, while they were there. And it's because they... Try to give every live audience a moment that they're never going to forget. I, I truly believe they try to every single show. So if you get the chance to take advantage of it, if it's in it's, your it's area. It's a great it experience. Rules. Mark Losper says, Kate, get your stretch doll out. SRS needs help. You have a stretch doll? Thank oh, you. I love Stretch Armstrong. My aunt sent me this and it's like, it's like a poor man's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a, I see. It's like a, a dollar walking. store version. I love it. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. It's just. It stretches, but then it goes back immediately. That's exactly what it is, and it looks kind of like it's. It might be Veer. I was. Might... I was watching Million Dollar Arm today for the first time. Really? With Veer in it? Yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, but how was it? I, I got through like a, a quarter of it. So. Oh, all right. Well, wait. Nerd for the Guru reviews. says AEW doesn't miss in the New Japan or no, it's the New Japan area. <laughs> The New Jersey, New York area. Uh, so I had a Stretch Armstrong, and I had, like, his villain, too, which was rad. You could stretch him out, and you pump, like, a there's, like, a vacuum seal in his back, and he would stay, like, flexed out. It was really awesome. Who was his villain? That. I have questions. Like, Vac-Man, I think he was called. Vac-Man. Yeah. yeah. We've got Nick saying, so in for heel SRS shitting on St. Louis and the Cardinals. That doesn't make me a heel. That doesn't make me a heel. Come on. No, you're telling me to lose a gimmick on, that you people want is the heel Saint, move. St. Louis sucks so bad, Tony LaRusa got shingles there. Like, come on. Come on. The poor guy got <laughs> shingles. You leave Tony LaRusa out of this. By the way, the Reds beat Tony LaRusa, swept him in 1990. Hook versus Blake Lee. This was exactly what it needed to be. Hook whipping ass, doing some cool moves. I love Taz commentating on this. Taz doesn't even need to be there to be his second. He's he's so confident in Hook. Hook's presentation, his delivery, everything is special. Like, you don't... I watch people get protected that can't bump, can't talk, can't work all the time. And we got one that can at least possess some charisma and uh, that, that can do some cool moves that other people don't do. Not that they can't do them, that they don't do. I'm just loving the hook presentation. You're a hooker. I'm a hooker. I am. We're all hookers. Sean, he did the Samoa Joe walkaway spot. That's like my favorite thing in the world. I think it's one of the most logical wrestling moves that has ever been done. Somebody goes to the rope and turns their back to you. Why would you not just walk away? See, I love me some Sova knows what I'm talking about. 
Cook yeah. pulled the Samoa Joe. L O L. Yeah, he did. Um, this is great. They just continue to keep the hook train rolling. He really does have such a presence about him at, at such a not just young age, but stage of his career. Like it's pretty great. And um, it's just exciting. Crowds are obsessed with him. It's really, really fun. And this was great. Louise says, get in your hooker chats. Yes, please do, guys. Uh, Dyna- or we got a super chat about the dynasty. Uh, hey, what's over there? Says, would love to see MJF bring Hammerstone into AEW to rein in Wardlow. I would love to see that. But Hammerstone signed for quite a while. I don't think I don't think we're going to see AEW and MLW work together for a while. So That's Jurassic the most Ex- forbidden of doors. Yeah, <laughs> Jurassic Express versus the Ass Boys. Okay, like I'm glad AEW signed Danhausen. It is a little bothersome to me how liberally other people on this show use ass boys, considering that not only did Danhausen get it over in general, he he raised the profile of these ass boys themselves. Like to me, that should be like his thing. Like I would have even liked if during this match. Danhausen had been under there and Danhausen shouted out ass boys or something. I just feel like that was Danhausen's. Danhausen coined it. Danhausen made it popular. Yeah. And they run it into the ground a bit in the promo before this. It wasn't for me. I think you're wrong. I think that's what they are now. And they're just the ass boys. So Danhausen made it happen. He should be on commentary during this, is what I felt like. But um yeah, I just, I there's no part of me that I, I'm glad Dan Housen got him over. I really didn't need the Gun Club to be undefeated in an tag match uh, at this point in the young reign of Jurassic Express. But the match was fine. They're reliable enough workers. Jungle Boy is insane. Luchasaurus is great. Um, this was. It, it was a common sense tag team title match to do and an easy one to have them win. It was, it was an effective solid title match to put on the main event of a Friday show. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. I just am kind of getting fatigued on seeing champions that we know what the outcome is going to be in the championship match. Like we knew that they were going to win the tag match. We know Brit's not losing till Thunder Rosa. We knew that Adam Page, though the death match was incredible, wasn't going to drop to Archer. So, like, they need to start building credible opponents for these title pictures. Like, that's so I'm just kind of like ready for that next thing. And this was not that. Yeah. Zero Fear says, I might be in the minority, but I love the gun club. Well, they are the ass boys. But as Class Throat says, every wrestler over 45 has already called them that 20 times. That's the thing. Like, it's. To me, it, it, it wasn't Danhausen's only, but when you say it over and over and over and over and over again, it, it loses the impact. Nerdguru says, if Hangman retains at Revolution, which I don't think he will, should Samoa Joe get a Lights Out debut and choke out whoever the champion is? I think he should get a Lights Out debut and choke out uh, CM Punk is what he should do. Like Instantly reignite one of those feuds is what I would do. But wherever he ends up, I look for something incredible to happen. Riga says, since Jungle Boy won with the kill switch tonight and doesn't have a non-submission finisher, should he be the one to inherit it as a finisher going forward? My suggestion for a name is the snake pit to fit with the snare trap as another jungle trap. I, I 
think because Jake the Snake is there, I wouldn't do that. Like you could do something else. Like there, there's a whole lot of different things you could do. Like watch an episode of Naked and Afraid, and I'm pretty sure there'll be like seven terms you can use. <laughs> but uh, what do you think about him using the kill switch, the unprettier? I I love that storytelling device in general of somebody either being gifted or using somebody else's finisher. I love it when heels do it to faces with their own moves. So I really like that. And I like the move itself. I've always thought that the kill switch was kind of cool. So I think it would be cooler if there was a more definitive moment of Christian passing it along. Like if we start started to see that tutelage be a little bit more concrete so that when one of them turns on the other, um, that moment has a little bit more impact, but I love stuff like that. Like that's, that to me is a part of the, the art form of wrestling. Like that's, that's beautiful. I love that in the story. The pitfall. That's a good one. I'll take that's that. a good one. Mark Lawson. call it the kill switch too. Like, yeah. I don't think we have to make everything a gimmick name. Mark Losper says, given how many breadcrumbs AEW loves to throw out is hook doing the walk away spot, a tease for a certain Samoan choking machine. And he says, clearly I met Roman when fighting Brock. I don't <laughs> think it is, but I think you you could go there eventually. They're setting up a lot of these parallels and stuff like that. That way, eventually, you have some incredible matches that, that people want to watch. Reminder, guys, get in your Super Chats. Get in your Humper Chats. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, we are very much publicly funded. And tomorrow night during UFC 71, we'll be here watching the Adesanya Whitaker fight. Very, very excited for that. And there's going to be plenty of news on FightfulSelect.com over the next week. In case you guys missed it, today on FightfulSelect.com, I broke news about why the New Day was broken up, why they got back together, Vince McMahon's reasoning on it, and a certain unusual decree that he made. Also, we're going to have another bit of ROH contract news this weekend. Producers from Raw and SmackDown, a bunch of production notes. We had plans for tonight's episode of SmackDown, next week's episode of SmackDown. I had a figure hall video today. I've got a text-based Q&A. I've been dropping like little one-line replies that have been going viral on, on Twitter. Like Wrestle Purist tweets that stuff out, and it gets like 400 retweets. And I'm like, hey, guys, subscribe to the site. Do it, guys. Uh, we broke the news that Keith Lee was going to debut for AEW. And then we recklessly speculated on Wednesday that both he and uh, he and Switchblade Jay White would be appearing. We have the details on what Kurt Angle's creative plans were. We have a big free agent update on Swerve Scott, Swerve Strickland. Uh, we broke the news that Randy Orton looked at Shane McMahon, fell on the floor, and rolled around laughing his ass off. <laughs> When Shane McMahon's music accidentally played ahead of time and he had to go out for the Royal Rumble. <sighs> well, Sean, I look forward to the day when I have $50 a month uh, to subscribe. Hey, you to know Fight what? Plus. Listen, listen, what you should do, Kate, to save a little bit of money on the subscription, go to nordvpn.com slash Fightful, download Nord, get, uh, you know, get a subscription to Fightful Select. Now, here's the thing. That won't actually save you any money because it's going to be $5 no matter what, but at least you'll feel better having subscribed to Fightful Select and having NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Uh, Tremaine says, I make up chat for breaking the rules. Still need to watch Rampage, but glad to listen to the review. He just mentioned uh, Kate's uh, gimmick change. Yeah, she's going by Miss Kate Fabe now. Respect the change. 
Or, or, you can just, or you can just dox her. That's what happens to most of my friends these yeah, days. There you just go. dox them. Uh, Mark Losper says, spoiler alert, Vince's reasons were stupid. Yes, <laughs> they were. In fact, right. very stupid. Uh, Alicia Ellis says, any guesses for Rampage viewership in the 7 p.m. time slot? So excited for it to be on earlier. Kate, I think it will be similar because uh, 10 p.m. isn't a great time slot, but 7 isn't either because... 4 p.m. on the West Coast. There are a lot of people who are nowhere near home at that point. You got a lot of big markets are going to miss out on that show live, at least. Yeah, I'm guessing maybe a little bit higher, but not by. I don't think it'll be anything too too wild because I think anybody who DVRs it at 10 p.m. a lot of them are still eating dinner at 7 p.m. or whatever, and they're yeah. in the habit of DVRing it, so they'll just DVR it that week too. But <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Alicia Ellis says, when's the next Reckless Speculation podcast? Kate, based on what I told you before this show went on the air, you could say probably pretty soon if I wanted it. Real, real soon, yeah. Real soon, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. Owen's zone's dangerous. <laughs> I can't touch that one. Hey, guys, if you all want to keep sending in Super Chats on Rampage, that's fine. We got four for SmackDown. That's it. So please, give us some money to talk about things. J. Jill says, or Jay Gill says, it's interesting to me they've had Riddle in the ring with everyone he has seemingly had issues with. Rumble win misinformation aside, are we headed towards a high-profile match at Mania with Orton or possibly Rollins? Well, uh, so here's the skinny on the Riddle situation. Riddle's wife said some shit about Becky Lynch she shouldn't have said. Riddle did not agree with it. Uh, Becky didn't like it. Rollins didn't like it. And Rollins didn't want anything to do with Riddle. Riddle found out about it. Riddle approached Rollins backstage and he's like, hey, I also thought that was bullshit. I do not agree with that. I just want you to know I'm sorry. She's sorry. That shit should have never happened. And uh, supposedly Rollins was like, well, I'm, I was very surprised about that, but very pleasantly surprised. And it seems like things are fine. Uh, that's good news. I probably would have saved Riddle and Rollins for a pay-per-view, especially if you're just going to waste it on a DQ. But... um, I think we're heading towards one with Orton and I had, I have heard nobody saying that Riddle was supposed to actually win the Royal Rumble. Um, not to crap on that person's report or anything like that, but it, Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble was locked in weeks ahead. Don't know what else to say. Sonya Deville is out at the ring and she, she wants Ronda Rousey punished. Naomi wants to punish Sonya Deville. Adam Pierce doesn't want anybody punished. He just want everybody, wants everybody to mind their own goddamn business, Kate. This was fine. The setup stuff. It set up, they set up a lot of stuff. Some stuff we broke some news on on FightfulSelect.com about a future Elimination Chamber match. But we're going we're gonna to skip this and talk about it for the main event segment. I just don't want you guys to think that we're missing this. We had New Day and Los Lotharios again. So there are several things that I hate. There are three big things that I hate. Lover. No. Rematches over and over again. Uh, four things I hate. Stupid ass gimmicks. Hate sure. stupid ass gimmicks. Uh, Los Lotharios do very well with it. Hate the schoolboy roll-up pin. Hate 50-50 booking. All three of those things happen in this match, but I still really like this match because, holy shit, these two teams have an incredible amount of chemistry together. Um, wow. 
they have some special special chemistry. And this is how tag team wrestling should be. Tag team wrestling should be an attraction. You should look at that and say, man, I know I saw that last week, but they were so good together. I got to see it again. And this should lead to somebody getting an opportunity out of this. Uh, but unfortunately, I just have a feeling it'll lead to two more matches, not even a rubber match, probably two more. They'll 50-50 again, is what I think. Yeah, I am also not here for lethal lovers. Start Googling your freaking team names, you weirdos. The lethal lovers were two women who murdered people in a nursing home. Yeah. They are not just Jay Lethal fans. That's yeah. weird. Kiss cams are gross. I hated all of that. Uh, the match was incredible, though. These two teams. I mean, this is the problem almost. Like, this is a problem with New Day in general. The reason they ran it back with the Usos nine million times was because it's always great. And I'm scared that's the pattern we're going to get in with Los Lotharios, especially since the rare times they do try to have contenderships. It doesn't seem to be with these teams. It seems to be more like a Viking Raiders situation. And for whatever goddamn reason, they really keep pushing Corbin yeah. and Matt Cap. So I don't think it's these guys. I think this <sighs> is just meant to be uh, a side a side feud. But man, the, the match itself was great. I'm not totally surprised. Like all of these, everybody involved is is fantastic. So uh, a great, great match. Really strong in ring action. Hated the the lethal lover stuff in the kiss camp. Like, just be less cringy and let them go fight. That's all I ask. <laughs> kiss cam. What'd you think of that? Barf. This is gross. We're in a pandemic. What are we doing? We had the world record holding Natalia defeat Aaliyah. There were a lot of people who didn't seem to understand the rules here. It was. No countouts, no rope breaks. It's pinfall submission. Doesn't matter if you're hanging off the ring. If you're on the mat, that's all that matters. Um, I, I liked what little bit of a match happened here. I'm glad that Natalia won straight up with a sharpshooter. I feel like Aaliyah could have sold the sharpshooter at first a little bit better than just reaching for the There just wasn't that much of a sell. Once she got to the ropes, she tapped, but I feel like there was some some something missing there to one of the most lethal uh, lover. <laughs> uh, one of the most lethal submission holds in wrestling history, but I I'm all for Natty getting wins. It's just, this is another 50, 50 situation all over the card. It's like rematch, rematch, 50, 50, 50, 50. It's very frustrating to see. Like it, it makes you feel like nothing matters at the very least. This was something different and new in their feud. Also, Natty has the record for most matches against Aaliyah on SmackDown. Well, good for her, since she's the only person Aaliyah's faced more than once on SmackDown. Not a hard one to get. Uh, for, for, for the person saying what was Dungeon about it, it was just that there were no rope breaks or anything like that. There are no ropes in the Dungeon. For those of you who don't know, it was a series of mats, and there was a wall, and that's it. Like, it was there were no ring ropes to work on. It was a traditional catch wrestling situation when a lot of times when people learn catch as catch can wrestling, they're not in a, a ring. They're on a matted area. So they don't work off the ropes. And that way, if you ever, if, if one of the ropes break, for example, you can work without the ropes. You don't need them. So that's what that is. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. I don't have a ton to say about this, much like our dry well of super and humper chats, but I think 
It's just rough. I don't know where we go with Aaliyah from here. If Natalia can't make you look good, I don't know who can. Um, and Zia Lee is the protector. I would just rather see Zia Lee in the ring. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you spent so much time and money on those vignettes, and we haven't seen her in a match yet. What are we doing? Like she couldn't have been in the Rumble. Like I just I I don't understand investing that much TV time and and money into somebody and then just having them run in to clean up other people's messes. I don't know why she feels a kinship with Aaliyah to go protect her. I don't get any of that. Um, always good to see Natalia on my screen. I, I love her. She was a um, just fantastic wrestler. Blake, I- Blake Lee had a match tonight and Zaya didn't. No, it was on Rampage, but still. Still, though. Nick says, I appreciate y'all breaking down the show so I don't have to watch it. Well, we appreciate it, too. Mark Losper says, SmackDown-related Humper Chat. How great is Keith Lee? <laughs> That's good. That's it good. is, technically. I mean, he... Has been on main roster programming before. So, Mark Losper says SmackDown related Humper chat. There are finally images of The Rock as Black Adam in motion. Can't wait for him to face Roman after he's been champion for 300 years in a row. Um, I don't think that, I'll say this again. I don't think that Roman Reigns versus The Rock should have a title. Because I think that everybody knows who would win that. I think the, the tribal chief the head of the table of that family is worth just as much. And the rock coming back can cost Roman Reigns the title. Yeah. Don't get me started on championship pictures. The rock didn't need to be in as a CM Punk fan, but also uh, I agree with you on that. Also the rock narrated a black history month video with uh, his father in it. That was great to see tonight as well. Tom LaValle says, Sean, what you're saying is in order to do a buckshot Larry and catch wrestling, you need a third person or something. Yes, you would. And that if you could pull cool. one off there, that would be amazing. Cool Mark, as hell, that spot. <laughs> Mark Losper says, future Fightful Select story, the sordid terms of WWE's deal with Guinness Book of World Records company led to a feud nobody could have possibly cared about. I hate it. I ha- it is it is a bummer. I just, I'd rather see Natalia pick up some wins. I don't see it with Aaliyah yet. We have Roman Reigns and Goldberg interviews. Roman Reigns says he's going to Goldberg Goldberg. Goldberg very oddly like grabs Michael Cole. He's like, love you like a brother. He goes, nothing. He goes, what did he said? Like, personal. don't take it personally, but I love you like a brother. I was like, that's a nice thing to say. Like, that's a very personal thing. Like he should be. this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My personal. <laughs> and people are saying, Goldberg, some people say it's one comeback too many. And I'm like, what year was this taped in? Is this one comeback too many, like three or four? His whole career was one too many for me. Yeah. I've never been into Goldberg. I get it. You build someone up with an undefeated streak, they're going to be over. But it's not like he was the greatest wrestler in the world when he was in his prime. So the retirement move, not great. Uh, but I understand how contracts work. He has to get his appearance in. But I have well, you no know desire what? to see this. You know what? You talk about getting it in. And at his age, it is tough to get it in. But uh, not when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. You can get one more run when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works, but it works on your schedule. Works whenever you're ready. Maybe you want to be a part-timer. Maybe you're a full-timer. Well, Blue Chew will make sure that you're at a championship-level performance. You're not going to gas out in two and a half minutes and hurt yourself when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. You're going to have that performance. You're going to have that confidence. It's not just for people with a problem. It's to get that penis good and hard and make sure that you have outstanding sexual performance. (laughs) And you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor. You take a questionnaire online. It ships straight to your door after one of the medical uh, professionals approve you. And it arrives discreetly. Now, hopefully after you use Blue Chew, you don't say, it's nothing personal. I love you like a brother. Because, I mean, that just makes for for an unusual situation. Not the brother part. It's just like, why would you take that personally? I mean, people are going to be really happy when you use Blue Chew and you use it on them. Joel Pearl says, part-timer, full-timer, Blue Chew will make you an all-timer. He said, well, when you use the code FIGHTFUL, you get your first shipment Free. A blue brand that won't leave you disappointed. Bluechew.com and the code Fightful. Mark Losper says, it's good that Goldberg only wrestles in Saudi. Now I have two reasons not to watch that show. (laughs) (laughs) I will be here for a post-show review next Saturday. I kind of wish it was on a Thursday because at least then it was a nothing happening day. Sami Zayn and Nakamura. Now, Inzane is now a, a talk show. It's a podcast. And, yeah. yeah. And Nakamura out. says, have you seen the movie? And Sammy goes, you know I haven't seen the movie. I got kicked off the red carpet. And he goes, no, the one that's playing next week. Jackass defeated. <laughs> There's not a lot to really talk about here. No, I just want to call attention to Sammy Zane's incredible Twitter thread about his experience at the Jackass. Amazing. 
I wish creative cared as much as that dude does. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. It's on his Twitter profile. It's just the funniest thing. He's so damn good at this. Like, what an what an entertaining fella. I I just love Sami Zayn. It was incredible. You guys got to check it out. Corbin versus Cesaro. Backstage, we see Drew and his big-ass sword. I don't know why we got to continue this, but we do, because this match is going to happen in an elimination chamber. But Mad Cat Moss is trying to get out of it. Instead, he's looking dead at Drew McIntyre's sword. Terry Allen Jr. says, poor Cesaro. That's how I feel. I mean, I, I just don't get it. The Happy Corbin is a shitty character. Mad Cat Moss is a shitty character. Performers, you can say what you want about the performers. Um, Mad yeah. Cat Moss has, has had a lot of people on his side, so has Baron Corbin. But these gimmicks absolutely suck, and I'll say it every single week. I cannot get behind these stupid-ass gimmicks. They are terrible. Not like, like I don't know of anybody. I, I don't, I actively don't see anybody unironically enjoying these gimmicks as it happens. And I feel really bad for both of the performers because I think they could be a fantastic tag team if they didn't have this albatross just on their shoulders. Yes, and it has no redeeming qualities, and Drew can't put this over, so I don't understand what we're doing here. Like, it's just a waste of everybody involved, because there's nothing that Drew could do. There's nothing that can happen in the ring that's going to make this okay. Like, there just really isn't. And considering how, even though it wasn't, I didn't love it, what Baron Corbin did with, like, the sad Corbin stuff was so over- like some of the best character work of his career for sure. So I just, I don't understand um, why we've given this part of it this long of a run. Like it, it just makes no sense. Just have them turn on each other and get this over with. Cause it's bad. And don't put them back to back with Rick Boogs. It's too much goofiness next to each other. It's awful. The match was all right. It's, it was a match between these two and uh, it's one I haven't seen a billion times, but getting there. <laughs> it, it's just like, there's no meat on the bone in this. There's no part of me that buys that Drew McIntyre cares so much that if Madcap Moss wanted to get out of this, he wouldn't just let him out of it. He beat him already. Not only that, eliminated him from the Royal Rumble and beat that ass Did real bad. Both those asses, if I recall correctly. Guys, getting your super chats and humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch. A very short show tonight. Nerd Guru says Becky and Lita getting that Saudi billboard rules. I'll tell you what doesn't rule. WWE making their talent tweet. WWE changes the world or whatever the hell it was. Lizzie X Lucha posted a thread of like a dozen women in WWE that were instructed to, to tweet that. Oh my God. It was, it's, it was so transparent. It says WWE continues to influence the world. And you got, uh, Bianca and Will Charlton and uh, Rohan Raja, Jessica Carr, Zoe Stark, Dante Chin. Like, there are all these people that had to tweet this, and it's just so unusual. Like, I wonder how they pick and choose who they hit up. Mark Losper says, but the sword, Kate, the sword. Uh, I won't even go into the fact that they are like doing a heavy sword storyline going into Saudi Arabia, but I will say that if you want to make sure that your sword is on point, go to bluechew.com and use the code FIFA. <laughs> Hannah says, being from the Middle East is unbelievable and inspiring to see 12 women on the card for Saudi Arabia. And that's 
that is the silver lining in all this is that there are people like Hannah who are inspired and are happy to see that happening. So uh, I know, I know a lot of people look at it and they say it's propaganda and I'm not going to get an argument out of me there, but for some people it does provide some hope as well. So I don't think that should be lost on people. This main event. Um, and it wasn't gentle at all. No. It it was violent. It it, it got it's rough. gonna leave it's gonna leave you chafed. It's gonna leave you chafed. It was some denim on denim humpage, is what it was. <laughs> oh my god. This was a an all-time performance for Naomi, the best match of her career when she needed it. Because if she, somebody says you missed Gold, Rain Sings and Goldberg, Goldberg. No, I didn't. If Naomi would have had a bad match here, there are a whole lot of people on that old World Wide Web that clickety-clacked. It's like, there you go. She got her chance. She can't do it. Uh, can't say that. Sorry. She just killed it with a 20-minute match. And let me just say, I loathe the rear view as a finish. I hate it. Yeah. I was sold a ticket when she cracked her ass off of Charlotte Flair's nose <laughs> and Charlotte Flair fell on her back. I was like, Oh my God, she's going to do it. I was like, I was sold a ticket so many Wish times. They did. Wish they did. To be I, honest. I do. I do. I don't, I don't even care if it was a week or two rain. Yeah, I think same. they should have, I think they should have done it. And that would have set up the elimination chamber match too. This match was so good. Now, LeBron James himself says, want to know what's worse than chain punches? Ronda's punching jabs at the stomach. Oh, I disagree. I disagree because at least Ronda will take care of you while she's doing it. But holy crap, Kate, this ruled. Naomi with a fantastic main event performance. The split-legged moonsault sold me a ticket as well. Yes, same. That was where I really bit was that split-legged moonsault. Um, I, every year since they've done the Women's Royal Rumble, I've wanted Naomi to win. <laughs> I think the world of her, I think she's, she got so um, kind of lost in the shuffle when the four horsewomen came up. Um, And she's just, she's very, very good at this. She's very, very skilled. And I was so glad she showed out tonight. And I know people don't want to hear this. I know people are sick of Charlotte because she's had the belt 740 times, but she's given a lot of women their best matches on this roster. Like I'm, I know people are tired of it. She continues. Yeah. I mean, even in more recent times, like, my gosh, R- Rhea Ripley had, like, a, not an impressive reign at all. Not because of her, because of booking, but, like, Charlotte and Rhea was amazing. Sasha and Becky and Bailey have all had amazing matches with her. Like, Charlotte's real damn good, and she was great tonight. Um, but in a way that I felt like really, really showcased Naomi. I know her selling is whatever, but like, if you're gonna, if that's what you're complaining about, she did, she did a good job because she, um, I feel like Naomi came out of this looking on her level. And that's really, really important here. Eloquent gets in a super chat and says, Mr. McMahon, your company seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. How does WWE continue to influence the world? That's very funny. (laughs) Uh, Naomi did so incredible in this match because We've seen Charlotte have some stinkers too. So it's not like Charlotte can just not like Charlotte can just snap her fingers and bam, it's great with everybody. Um, yeah, you need a and, dance and, partner. 
And David Ruckman, I see, I see your your chats about her about Naomi. She could use that athletic submission. She could use something besides the rear view. That's been my primary concern or my primary criticism of her work is I think I she's so athletic. There's so many things that she can do. I would love to see a different finish, but objectively, this this match was so good. Uh, Sasha Montrez says. This Sonya Naomi storyline has run its course, and I'm ready for Naomi to move on. Side note: Naomi should have won the Rumble. Yes, but I would argue that the length, the the tediousness, the tediosity of this Sonya Naomi feud and her getting screwed over and over again. I liked the build, and I liked the build because Naomi was eventually rewarded by Adam Pearce, who's like, "Enough of this shit! Enough of it!" And she got her come up, and now she didn't win. But she is—you can't look at Naomi and say she's not on the level. You can't. There were doubters before. You can't say that anymore. She's on the level. Yes, and, and has been for a long time. I'll give it this: the story was built without nine million rematches, so that was good. It just went on too long, in my opinion. And when they did finally meet in the ring, it didn't have like that blow off feel. Like we never really got a Naomi beating the Everloving crap spot out of Sonya, which I think was required. Um, but I, and we still don't know why. We still don't know why Sonya hates Naomi. We know she also hates Cameron. I really like that. Um, but just a actual justification as to why she hates her would be nice. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited that Naomi had this opportunity to shine. I'm glad that they didn't do anything like overly jobby with the finish that it just got to stand alone as it was. And this was my favorite match of the night on either show, which is nice to be able to say about a women's match in WWE based on what they've been doing the past few months. And to be able to say that about a match about in the WWE in general. Yeah. Hats <laughs> off to Naomi and Charlotte Flair. They, Torch killed it. They killed it. Nerd Groose has missed all the shows tonight, but here to support. Saw the tag match booked for Elimination Chamber. Good for the women, but like, why? Bang on point, Kate. Uh, because Ronda Rousey is a draw. Ronda Rousey is a big name. So they set this up. Sonya attacked Naomi after. Ronda Rousey saved her. So it's going to be Ronda Rousey and Naomi against Sonya and Charlotte at Elimination Chamber. I could think of far worse matches to put on that show than that. It's going to... It, well, it should kill it. We got Ronda Rousey, who doesn't wrestle that often. Sonya, who's still very fresh to the ring after like a year and a half off. The, it, it could go badly, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. And um, we broke that news on FightfulSelect.com, so please subscribe. Mark Losper says, The problem with that view, SRS, is Naomi didn't get her revenge. She got bailed out by Vince. She didn't get bailed out by Vince. She got bailed out by Adam Pierce. Kind of, but she beat Sonya Deville. She beat Sonya Deville's ass real bad, like like really, really bad. And yeah, I, with her arm well, in a sling. Yes, <laughs> Nurguru says the main event match was great, but I hate matches with foregone conclusion that lead to an unnecessary tag match, as if Naomi versus Ronda is going to happen. I'd love to see Naomi versus Ronda at this point, but um, but correct. Yeah. Mark Losper says you can simultaneously be happy about the fact that there were some green shoots in regards to women's rights and call out WWE's BS. We influence the world crap. Only thing they influenced me to do is change the channel. Well, glad glad you sent that one in, Mark. But 
Glad that we could have all of you here. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Again, UFC 271, watch along this weekend. I dropped an interview with AJ Styles, and I dropped one with Larry D. Please show that Larry D interview some love. I drove out there on uh, a Monday, very busy day for us, to go do that and rush it to production. So I hope you guys will please check that out. I want to do more in-person interviews, and I want to do more long in-person interviews. Uh, but guys, thank you all so much. I am going to still post some scoops on Select this week. You're still going to get content. I'm going to try to take a break from the internet to watch my Bengals win the Super Bowl. Kate, tell the people where they can find you. Well, you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. On Monday, I'm going to be releasing a free ebook that is compiled of tweets that you guys have actually sent me. Um, it's a compilation of just wrestlers who have inspired you and the stories behind them. Going to be free to download. You can donate if you want. All that money is going to go to a women's organization. Um, so keep an eye out for that on Monday as well as some other fun stuff that's coming your way. And Miss Kate Fabe, Tuesdays, of course, losing my ever-loving mind at NXT 2.0 with Alex Palowski on Sour Grabs, Fightful YouTube, right after NXT and at the Mark Order Podcast on Wednesdays, talking all things All Elite. Section 2 cases, three women's matches in Saudi. Nice. Hope you guys enjoyed our show. And uh, by the way, Fightful Overbooked. Oh, yeah. Show them some love too on Apple now as well. Uh, FightfulOverbooked.com <laughs> Fightful and YouTube.com slash Overbooked. Fightful My Overbooked, God. rather. Yeah, Joel and I have a point-counterpoint show called Here's Why You're Wrong. They're 20-minute episodes where we just pick fun stuff to to debate. So very, very quick, very quick to, to consume. So check us out there too. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> I <laughs> thank you all so much. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point and it works everywhere i write summarizing a doc only took one click when everyone uses grammarly everything just makes sense Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.